Welcome to Scrolling episode 102. Uh, I'm Ket. Joining me as always, Davia Starjumper. How's it going, dude? Happy to be here. So we are here to talk about the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so PTS is over. This is a dead week. I think next week is another dead week. And then the patch goes live um, the Monday after that, June 5th for PC. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what, we got three weeks of this? This is one. I think it's week, not week. even two weeks. I think Ooh. it's not even two. We we finish this week. We we get through next week, and then it's that Monday right yep. there. Yeah, that Monday. Think think like the start of a marathon race, but they're just the all the racers are Arcanist, just being released into the servers. I mean, we just gotta assume it's going to be a catastrophe. Mm. I mean, just just mm-hmm. I would say just accept that that's going to be the case. It's part of the enjoyment at this part. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, part the of wacky it. just nonsense. Yeah, I want it to be. I can't wait. And we were just mentioning on the last episode that it's been a pretty like chill meta, really. Like it's yeah. just kind of things are actually pretty in a, in a good spot. So I think it's just everything is just super ripe for for disruption. Oh yeah, we're ready for it. Ready for chaos. you know how this game is. It never it never stays tranquil for long. You know mm-hmm. it's like the calm before the storm. It's always. It's always going to be shaken up one way or another. They know what they're doing. So anyway, the last week of PTS was last week. That was, um, I guess, week 5, 8.0.4 um, for, for Necrom is the name of the chapter coming up. And uh, mostly all that happened in that week was a bunch of Arcanist adjustments. Uh, and we're not going to talk about all that. We are going to do an Arcanist deep dive, I think, on the next episode once the patch goes live. So look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aside from that, the only thing of note in those patch notes is that uh, they they did finally mention these stealth detect potions. Um, it's not a hundred meters anymore. Well, currently on the live server, it's it's a twenty meter detect radius. They stealthily increased that to one hundred meters, and there was no mention of it in the patch notes. And and everyone's going nuts about it on the forums. Well, they finally put it in the patch notes, and it's forty three point <laughs> five meters now. So basically, double the current range. Took it down from a city mile to just a football field, you know? That's yeah. a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 43.5 is still a longer range than I think any ability in the game, right? So like snipers, you'll be able to detect them with this, no problem. That is a long, long ways. You know, we were talking about a little bit on, on the range. It's it's almost like um, that's... that. I, I would say if you're roaming around in Cyrodiil, that's the part that stood out the most to me, is if you're roaming around in Cyrodiil, have these potions. If you're tired of gankers grabbing you random slots of Cyrodiil, this is the new way to avoid that. You'll be just able to have see them slot them. on the quick wheel. Yeah, yeah they're like they're, it's so much. There's so much value in just having them. You know, you know, they don't they don't have to be your main potion that you use all the time. But if there's just some nightblade grief in you, like all right, dude, let me let me get these stealth attack potions. There's no escape now. Yeah, one of the BG maps, like Uncle Sam says, like that lava map, it's only like a 50 meter radius anyway, you know, so you yeah. just stand in the middle and reveal the, uh, reveal the whole map. That little tiny arena one, smaller than that one. That's true. Yeah. That little Coliseum one, when if it's a deathmatch, that's the one that's, it's either too small or too big, depending on the, depend the on, mode. Depending on what character you're on. Oh, yeah. no, no. You're talking about if it's flags and it's a. Yeah, it gets weird. Yeah, yeah, because if it's Chaos Ball and Deathmatch, it's the small one, and if it's anything else, it's the big one, and it's way too big. It's way too big. So I think it's the only one you can mount in. Back in the day, the Deathmasters used to be the full size of that thing. Yep. Yeah, actually, I'm really glad that they changed that. That's yeah. a fun. That's a it fun is. Deathmatch map. Actually, it is. you're it just is. like it's a it's a forced dog pile, well, no way yeah. around it. It's a massacre. 
So that's pretty much all for PTS. Those stealth detect potions are basically doubled uh, the current radius. So I want to talk about this thing. We had this conversation in Discord uh, maybe like a week ago. Shout out to Garion and Saber. They kind of set me straight on my thinking about um, uh, how penetration works uh, versus resistance and how you how to kind of think about how much damage you're actually gaining against a target when you have penetration. So we're going to kind of talk our way through this just a little bit. And it's a similar, if you remember a while back when Battle Spirit was adjusted from 50% damage mitigation to 55% damage, damage mitigation. So it's like we, we gained 5% damage mitigation. Uh, but in reality, we gained 10% damage mitigation because we were already dealing the 50% reduced amount of damage. And so 5 is 10% of 50, right? Mm. So you kind of have to think of it in those terms. It's a similar kind of lesson learned here. You, penetration is a similar sort of thing. It's, it's all relative to how much damage you were do, doing before you had the penetration. Got to get our thinking caps on here for this part. Yeah. Put them on. It's going to hurt because we're going to have to do some math. So, mm -hmm. uh, But basically what penetration is, is it's just um, it's anti-resistance, right? So however much penetration you have, you are subtracting that number from your opponent's armor value, right? Um, 660 resistance equals 1% damage mitigation. So uh, it's easy to think that 660 penetration equals 1% damage gained, um, but it's, it's not quite that, uh, that cut and dry. So we're going to talk our way through this hypothetical scenario here to, to illustrate the thing. Um, just to make the math easy, we're not going to factor in battle spirit, but that doesn't actually affect the, the outcome. So uh, we're just going to simplify it. So let's say we have um, an ability that has a 10,000 damage tooltip, and we're going to hit a target that has zero armor. So no mitigation at all. So we're going to hit them for 100% of that damage. It's going to hit for 10,000. If that target gains 660 armor, then it's going to hit for 1% less. So that'd be 9,900. Mm-hmm. Um, if that target gains 19,800 armor divided by 660 is 30. So that's 30% damage mitigation. So now our, our 10,000 tooltip ability is going to hit for 30% less, which is 7,000, right? Yep. So remember 7,000, right? So now suppose we gain 3,300 penetration, uh, divided by 660, that is 5%. We're reducing their damage mitigation by 5% from 30 down to 25. So, so now our 10K tooltip hits them for 7,500 instead of 7,000. So we gained 500 damage. 500 is exactly 5% of 10,000. So the math matches, it, it adds up there. But we were never dealing 10,000 damage, right? We were dealing 7,000 damage. Uh, and so that 500 damage that we gained, that is 7% mm -hmm. of 7,000. We gained 7% damage against this target with that 3,300 penetration. So we'll do one more scenario. We're, let's say we're going up against a much tankier target. They have 33,000 resistance, which is the, uh, the effective cap. So that's 50% damage mitigation. So our 10K tooltip will hit them for half as much, 5K. Um, if we gain that same 3,300 penetration, we're, we're reducing their mitigation by 5%, so it's 45% now. So now um, our 10,000 ability hits for 5,500. So again, we gained 500 damage, um, and that is 10% of the 5,000 damage we were dealing before. 
So in this case, against a tankier target, we're gaining a, a much bigger per percentage damage, mm -hmm. right? 10% more damage than before. Yeah. For the same amount of penetration. For the same amount of penetration in both scenarios. Yeah. So um, that's why, like, you've probably heard people say, like, penetration is more effective against tankier targets and less effective against less tanky targets. That's kind of the math that shows you why, right? It just ends up being a bigger percentage of your damage when they have more um, yeah. armor. Well, I even think it show, goes to show, you know, on, on really high MMR battlegrounds, you hear a lot of talk about, you know, penetration and penetration. And uh, it's about, you know, just kind of like what you said, you know, getting that, the numbers show 5%, but it's actually 7%. You know, the numbers show 5%, mm -hmm. but it's actually 10%. And so just yeah, kind of relative terms. Yeah, squeaking out those extra percentages anywhere you can find them. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, that's important. It's... um. It's the most effective type of damage against tanky targets, and those are the ones that are hard to kill. The people who aren't tanky, they're easy to kill. So it yeah. doesn't matter what kind of damage you have. You know, yeah. They're going to fall over anyway. So uh, Meteor Mayhem has been going on. Did it end today? Was this morning the Almost end of today, it? I think the it end? Was. Of, of phase one, Meteor Mayhem. Turn around. We're about to get it right, right back. Yeah. What like uh, another? Is it does it line up with the with the new patch, the new Midrim Mayhem? That would be really cool if it did. Talk it about seems some, like it's going to be right around that time. That's going to be fun. I think like some previous Midrim Mayhem, White Streaks Mayhem, sorry, got canceled, right? And so now we're making yeah. up for it by having a back to back event. That's exactly right. So anyway, it just ended, but it's been going on for the last like week and a half or so. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I've uh, been hopping into a bunch of BGs. Uh, probably the best part is the BG queues have been yes. super duper fast, even for group queues. Yes. I've enjoyed just seeing the the spectrum of players that you see during these events. There's just, you know, Battlegrounds and Imperial City and everywhere is just a lot more populated. And you, you come across a lot more, a, a lot wider range of players. You know, you see people that are just like absolute gods, unstoppable. Mm -hmm. You see people who are the opposite of that uh and you see everything in between right just there's a full wide range you see you'll meet you'll come up against people that are you know kind of your equal match or slightly better or slightly worse or whatever you know um so it makes the battlegrounds experience uh, especially to me like a lot of fun because every match there's just a lot of variety you kind of you can identify like all right that dude has my number i'm going to avoid him but i can kill this dude you know and just kind of <laughs> You can just kind of bob and weave and pick your fights and stuff like that. And that's really fun. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. We put together uh, an Imperial City, we'll call it a ball group, a very small ball group. Uh, shout out to Joral. He's the one that sort of spearheaded this thing and put a put a fire in our pants. Is that the saying? That, <laughs> to, it to is now. <laughs> um, but we actually put together a somewhat like organized, optimized squad. So we had King Nar doing a, a sorcerer with Rush of Agony and Plague. We had Sam on a Dragon Knight using Baylorg and, and Leap. Joral was on a Negate Bot support sorcerer. Davis, you were on your uh, your main Templar healer, just uh, mm. buffing us, giving us, giving us a lot of damage. Uh, Morty was on a frost warden and I was on my magic and necromancer despair with a bomber build. I'll talk about it a little Ooh. bit later. Um, yeah, Jural talked me into to making a bomber build and it's way more fun than I was expecting. Than what you ever planned. I love, I, I seriously, I'm still playing with it even in BGs. It's really fun. 
But a great squad, man. We were blowing up in groups of like 20, 30 people. We man. would come up on a on like a massive Zerg and like, oh my God, we're dead meat. We're total dead meat. <laughs> and shout out to Kingnar. He'd be like, nope, follow me guys yep. this way. And he'd like lead us down a path and like, we just wait for the right moment and like, okay, now everybody drop your ults and they're all, we're just standing yeah. on a, a freaking mountain of yeah. corpses. 27 of the 30 just go down and you're like, okay, this is now a little <laughs> bit more manageable. <laughs> yeah. Kingnor has those leadership skills. Oh, it was actually really funny one time because we were kind of kiting a big group out for a really long time. And I eventually got kind of uh, bored of that. And I was like, all right, guys, let's just stop and turn and fight. I bet we can take them. And Kingnor was like, all right, let's do it, I guess. <laughs> and should have listened to King Nar. It was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> there would be times that we would probably, on that group, we'd get, I mean, we'd probably take out 10, 12 people, and it just seemed like nothing after a while. It's like, oh, that's not enough. That was only, you know, that was only 25% of that group. That was a small one. And you're like looking, you're like, man, that's yeah, a lot of people that just died. <laughs> you wipe 10 people, and that's disappointing. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> The thing that took me by surprise in Imperial City was how much of a problem um, heavy attackers were, oh, the lightning boy. staff heavy attackers. Mm -hmm. Man, that was a situation because you would get near like a, an enemy spawn where you have like, I don't know, 10 sorcerers standing up there and they're just lightning staff heavy attacking a, a boss or just a random mob. And, uh, you know, Empower does not apply to players, but it does apply to those mobs and then the the Destro staff passive makes you take 100% of that damage, right? Mm -hmm. So basically you are getting the Empower 80% damage increase at that point. So we would dive into a group like trying to wipe them out and we would all just instantly vaporize. We're like, what the just heck? Just melted. <laughs> and it's because there's 10 of these heavy attacks yes, happening exactly. simultaneously. You know, you just, you just, uh, you just dive into a... I don't a even trial know. group with their heavy, their their perfected heavy attacks. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they're just doing a hundred k DPS <laughs> yes. like you know, oh, per man. person right there. Uh, like uh, we we probably did that three or four times until we're like, okay, <laughs> let's avoid that area. That is instant death every time. Stay man, away from those crazy. guys. Oh man, that was good. Oh yeah, and I made a note here to just give Kingnar a shout out for the great leadership Heck skills, yeah. dude. It's always, I can always put my faith in King Nari. If we're doing a trial or if we're squatting up in Imperial City or whatever, if someone's mm -hmm. like, who wants to be crowned? I just, I just nominate King Nari every King's time. King's the one. You know? King's the one. Yep. That's, that's just the go-to. Throw the crown at King. It just works. It just, it just makes sense. Did you step foot in Cyrodiil at all during the event? I did not. Uh, <laughs> at all. Which, you know, it's, I was thinking about that because I kind of wish I would have because... Only for the reason, I mean, I told you, I've, I've been in Cyrodiil a lot lately just for, for uh, transmutes, and it's not been great. But that Mid-Year Mayhem lets you get that Tier 1 much quicker, much easier. We should have taken advantage of it. We would have gotten some transmutes, but no, I didn't hop in there at all. You know, despite that really strong incentive, I just wanted to do BGs. <laughs> That's all I <laughs> BGs and Imperial City was a lot more fun. That's what won over. I hardly even did the scroll even. You know, I have like 40 million AP, so I'm just happy to like, did a lot of more. There's, there's just shorter queue times and there's a lot more yeah. people in BGs. I'm just enjoying that. Just enjoying the event. Uh, when you get kills, you get reward boxes. I mean, how awesome was that? Just reward mm -hmm. boxes on reward boxes. 
Uh, yeah, same thing. Boxes. I, I think I used, I actually used the scroll one time that I remember. One time actually doing it. I was like, oh yeah, hey. And then never again. Just enjoy I've done the it a few times. And- when I think about it, I do it. It just doesn't dawn on me. I'm just like, sweet, fast cues. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So going into this next patch, um, I thought we would kind of do a quick sort of rapid fire. We'll, we'll list off all the builds that we have that are that we're feeling good about. They're, they're locked in. Um, they're ready to go for next patch. Probably nothing's going to need to change about them. We're just ready to hit the ground running with these guys. We actually have a really good list. We have a good number of builds that we are like, yeah, solid yeah. build. Feel great about it. It's been nice that the the meta has sort of stayed stable for a couple of patches now where you can put some builds together and keep them that way and they just they stay viable, you know. It's been pretty cool. Yeah, it has worked out really well. And and like you said, it's nice kind of I don't know. There's just a good feeling when you get a build, you're like, "All right, that one's done. That one's set. Now it's on the shelf. Whenever I want to grab it for that specific build, I can, but it's it's done. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. No more grinding." Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice that a patch drops and it's not like that build is ruined now or that there's mm-hmm. like so much a better option that I have to do something different now or whatever. So yeah, we're not going to do any deep dives here. We're just going to kind of quickly say like what the builds are, just any kind of important details and then move on to the next one. We actually have a probably like what, like 10, 11, 12 builds here. Yeah, we got a lot. So I will start us off with my main, which is Old Betsy, my Stamina Templar. Um, she is what what we refer to as a battlefield commander, just kind of a well-rounded build that you can put on any team that utilizes any play style, and she's going to add value. Mm-hmm. Um, so her build is uh, Deadly Strikes as a double bar set, Wretched Vitality on the back bar with a bow, uh, the perfected Black Rose dual wield maces on the front bar. Perfected, keyword. Perfected. <laughs> Uh, Gaze of Sith's Mythic Helm and One Piece Magma Incarnate. She uses the Serpent Mundus, Bloodthirsty Jewelry. She's an orc. Um, Sugar Skulls for the food. Tri-Step Potions. And she's all about the the AoE pulses. She has Solar Barrage, Deadly Cloak, um, Blood Mist, the Crescent Sweep Ultimate. Those all put these uh, AoE pulses around her. Deadly Strikes applies to all of those. Um, plus you spam jabs on top of that and you're just kind of this walking ball of AOE death. It's all undodgeable, unavoidable damage. Uh, it actually hits really hard, uh, with the three bloodthirsty jewelry. Um, it's, it's kind of a a squishy finder. You can, you can dive into the middle of a group and just kind of go ham, throw a lot of damage in there and your, Mm. your allies will just naturally see which health bars are getting the lowest and start focusing that target. It's also very, very survivable, really easy to stay alive. Um, she uses Extended Ritual, Honor the Dead, Resolving Vigor, the Barrier Ultimate. Um, you could replace the Ritual with um, the Bubble, the Living Dark Bubble, if you wanted to. It's a, it's a matter of preference, but I really like having that cleanse. Yeah. Well, plus you got the mist, you got mist form, so that helps too. That helps too, yeah. yeah. Um, so just all around very survivable, a lot of damage, really fun build. It's, all, it's very speedy. Um, and... It's old Betsy, you know, nothing beats her. Good old Betsy. Um, all right, Davius, your turn. What, what build do you have? Well, you know, I got to start off with my main old Lord of Nords himself, uh, Stam DK. He, he's be kind of become the epitome of just my, my brawler support. And kind of what I mean by that is he's just, he's tanky, he's in the way, takes a lot of damage. Uh, he kind of throws out pressure well, and, and he just, you know, he's just a good team player. He, he kind of supports the team 
by being there and soaking up damage and, and keeping other teams busy uh, and kind of letting other, your teammates kind of be in the back and, and kind of focus. But um, the build is a five-piece Coral Riptide, two-piece Bloodspawn. Uh, I got one Agility on there, one Trainee Heavy Chest, uh, and then uh, Oakensole uh, Ring. Uh, and then I do the, the chest is the reinforced, and then I do six well-fitted. And then I have, this is a pretty similar setup for me. On You know, I do Oakensole on all my builds. But uh, I do usually do one infused ring with recovery to kind of get my sustain. Uh, and then I actually do two bloodthirsty with damage on the other two jewelry. Uh, kind of works out, the numbers work out that well, but Kind of once again, he's he's just a really tanky brawler, uh, really good ult gen, so he's leaping all the time. Uh, kind of keeps his sustain going, keeps the tankiness going. Uh, he's very AOE focused, so he can kind of spread the pressure. Um, he's not really going to focus kills or anything like that, but he kind of spreads out the damage, uh, soaks up the damage for the team, throws throws enough damage out that keeps pressure, and so kind of lets you know if there's any execute or or, or focused um, kill builds on the team. They can kind of uh, secure those kills, but uh, I, I really like this build. It's kind of just my my all around good team build. It kind of fits in in on any team pretty well. Very fitting that our first two are Old Betsy and Lord of Nords. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the classic pair right there. All right, my next uh, build that I have to talk about is Intergalactic. He is my Roly Poly Magsork uh, using that uh, Stormweaver's Cavort Mythic pants. So it's a uh, it's an iteration of the famous Uncle Sam Sam Sork execute Sork. So it uses Kavach Gladiator as a front bar set with a flame staff, wretched vitality on the back bar with a bow, uh, Stormweaver's Cavort Mythic Pants, and three willpower. Uh, Apprentice Mundus Bloodthirsty Jewelry. It's a Breton, um, and it's uh, it has evolved to the point where it's it's very much a hybrid build. It's a it's a mix of Stam Sork and Mag Sork, both defensively and offensively. Uh, and it's super duper fun. Uh, so it's all about utilizing that Stormweaver for the defensive style. It kind of feels a lot like playing a Stamsork. You can be very roly-poly, dodgy. It's all well-fitted. Um, so it's, uh, it's a lot of using movement and positioning to, to keep yourself alive and uh, to stay ahead of uh, enemies. Such a cool idea. It's exactly what this mythic was designed for. Such a cool... This is like what you're supposed to use it for. Yes, where, exactly. Uh, um I, like I said last time, no one believes me. I can't talk anyone into actually farm, <laughs> spending the time to farm this thing out, you know, because I get it. It takes a while, but it's fun. It's a really fun one. Um, Vigor and Hardened Ward are the main kind of survivability abilities that I use. Um, and then uh, Hunting Curse, Mage's Wrath, and Crystal Weapon uh, and Overload are the main uh, offensive abilities. And it's uh, you alternate with Crystal Weapon. So it's Curse, Crystal Weapon, Mage's Wrath, Crystal Weapon. Curse, Crystal Weapon, Mage's Wrath, Crystal Weapon. And you just keep alternating that um, constantly while light attack weaving um, throughout. Um, you can have overload on or off as you please. And so, yeah, that is the Roly Poly Mag Sork. Nice. Davis, what do you have next? Uh, I'm going to go with my Stamina Warden, Old Bear Claw, the Nord. You know, I could, I, I suppose I could be listing my races, you know, for any new listeners, but let's just, <laughs> let's just go ahead. Uh, all mine are going to be Nord in case anybody hasn't figured that out yet. Nords across the board. There we go. <laughs> well, there's episode title possibility right there. Nords across I the mean, board. Nords across oh, the board. There we go. I love that. So Bear Claw, the Nord, my Stamina Warden. Uh, this is probably like, 
if you were to combine effectiveness with just sheer fun of the build, like this one is definitely near the top. That's why that's why I'm talking about him kind of early on here. But uh, the build is a, a five-piece Swamp Raider, two-piece Baylorg, uh, the Vatish Rambo, which is that point-blank snipe, which is this whole build's built around, uh, two-piece trainee, Oakensoul. Uh, I do seven well-fitted, and once again, I do that one infused with a recovery glyph, two bloodthirsty with a damage glyph. Um, and this is the bow brawler. Very rare, very rare class out there in the world is the bow brawlers. But, you know, I've only ever seen one <laughs> get up in their face, do that point blank snipe, be in in the fray, be in that melee range. Uh, but this build is so much fun. Just just the, the uniqueness of it uh, causes a lot of fun. And it really is, um, you know, it's it's very high burst damage. Um, it does secure kills, but it's not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like an execute, execute build, um, but it works really, really well in tandem with an execute build. Cause it really takes kind of chunk damage from, um, from players and gets them into that execute range. And so I've really seen good effects if I'm on a team where, you know, there's a Sam Sork or, or even a, you know, a beam plar, uh, it kind of does real high burst damage, uh, and then it kind of gets them in the range to, to finish kills, but. Uh, this build's a lot of fun. It's got really good tankiness and, and defense capabilities with that Warden toolkit. Uh, and we've talked before, Warden works really well uh, with the Oaken Soul. So it's kind of has oh, yeah. everything he needs. Um, and Warden with a bow. Unique. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you have all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that Warden toolkit really lets him kind of be that actual bow brawler. He can be up in the fray and still be survivable. So it works It works really well. A lot of fun. I'll- I love after all these years, you've, you've maintained this bow brawler thing of his and it's, man, this is my favorite build of yours. It's actually like a legitimately really good build. I mean, this thing slaps. You cannot kill this guy. The damage yeah. is seriously off the charts. It's so uh, good. And I love, um, it really is a very well-rounded, very complete build. You know, you have all mm-hmm. the stuff you need right there on, on one bar. It's great. Yeah. And even can do, you know, team support can do heals. So it, it really kind of does a little bit of everything. Yeah, really nice. Little bear claw. Um, next build I have is my hybrid Magblade Catface Johnson, my original character. The OG. This is a build that I don't talk about nearly enough. It's actually, I think, actually one of my better builds. It's kind of, I kind of think of it, fills a similar niche as old Betsy, where um, it just kind of has a really good mix of offense and defense and support, and you can throw him on any team, and he has some value to offer no matter no matter what that team's up to, like what their composition is or whatever. So um, his build is War Maiden on the front bar with a flame staff, uh, Wretched on the back bar with a bow. That's becoming a trend with me. Bow on the back bar, yep. staff on the front bar. I'm really liking that setup. Uh, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm and three uh, Wrath of the Imperium on the jewelry. Uh, the Steed Mundus for the movement speed, Bloodthirsty Jewelry. He's a Khajiit. And basically, he has the classic Magblade offense on the front bar. Merciless Resolve, Swallow Soul for the spammable, uh, Impale for the execute, uh, and the Soul Tether ultimate, um, or end cap. I go back and forth. So that's all long range. Other, They don't really have a great ranged ultimate. I really don't like Meteor, so I just... So if I want to use my ultimate, I just run in close and use it. Sure. how you have to do it. Defensively, it's kind of... It's kind of silly that Nightblades are have such a great defensive kit. I, I don't feel like they should have such a good defensive kit, but they do. So I'm taking advantage <laughs> of it. It's there. 
So I am using Cloak. I do turn invisible when I need to. Uh, Phantasmal Escape, that bubble that gives you major evasion and the, the free roll dodge thingy. Uh, resolving Vigor, Shrewd Offering, an amazing burst heal, uh, and the Barrier Ultimate. So a really pretty darn decent support kit as a backup healer. You wouldn't want to be a main healer, but if the healer is indisposed mm. and you have to just spam heals at someone, that Shrewd Offering... We've talked about it before. It's so incredibly cheap, man. You can spam that thing all day. And Nightblades have incredible sustain anyway. Like if someone's low on health, you really can just hammer that thing like 15 times in a row. You know, <laughs> just keep them from dying. I'm Pretty deciding awesome. they're not going to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why like if you um, just a really, I don't, I'm not using this right now on this build, but I have in the past, um, uh, rapid regen, uh, the resto staff ability, the, the, the shorter duration one, mm -hmm. um, that and shrewd offering just those two abilities is a pretty darn effective healing kit. You know, you hit them with the rapid regen then spam shrewd offering a hundred times and they're not going <laughs> to die. You know? That's Catface Johnson. Always rooting for Catface. He's the OG. Uh, that's oh, the guy. Yeah. That's the guy when I started this game, when you got me into this game, that was the guy that I leveled with. He ran around and, and did the hard quest for me. He took down the hard bosses back in the day for me. Beat the game without ever having gotten a mount. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably, you know, we talk about that, but it's just, it's so, it really is one of those core memories of me with ESOs. Because <laughs> I think I was like a level 12. And I was like, oh, hey, I unlocked a mount. And you were like, yeah, I guess that's a thing. And I was like, no, I got a free one. Like, it gives me one. And you're like, oh, I wonder if I have one. And there we go. And you're like, wow, yeah. this game changer. Game changer. Wow, to have this really changes this game after, <laughs> after I've already beaten it. After I've already beaten the entire game. Uh, so good. It was worth it, though. Hey, it was a much bigger game to me, though, man. I was it exploring really was? on foot every inch of this freaking map. You know what? It's part of Catface's story. That, guy, that guy's got calves the size of dump trucks, all right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that guy doesn't need a bounce, all right? I don't think that's the body part that dump trucks are normally associated well, with. Well, but on Catface, <laughs> you better believe it. Uh. <laughs> Uh, All right. Who's your next build, man? So the next one I'm going to talk about is Need for Me. This has kind of been the one I've been really excited about with right now. If you if you see me in a BG here lately, I've been in with my Stamplar, uh, the Need for Mead, uh, which I think is got to be like the top two or three in your favorite names of characters of mine. Oh, certainly, certainly. He, he's a great look. He's a good looking character too. Yeah, I've got to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Put a lot of work in his look, which is the most important part. We all know. Very loud, very, mm -hmm. very present. Mm -hmm. Really fits the Nord theme, for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, this build is is one that I, I've been really excited about, worked on. I, I Every time I hop onto it, I'm kind of reminded how much I like it. Um, really, all it is, is it, it's kind of my take on your Betsy build, but just, once again, throwing the Oakensaw in there, kind of a one-bar version. Um, but what the build is, is it's five-piece Deadly Strikes, uh, five-piece Dagon's Dominion, uh, one-piece Magma with the Oaken Soul. Uh, I do th seven well-fitted with three Swift Jewelry. Uh, so that's a little unique. I usually don't use the Swift Jewelry that often, but uh, still with the one Recovery Glyph and two Damage Glyph. Uh, and I've kind of made here some recent changes, but uh, just like you said with Betsy, this is just AOE pressure. And and. You know, with Oakensole, uh, another thing we've kind of talked about, with Oakensole, you're taking an entire bar off, so you really kind of have to singular focus. Like, what's your purpose? And, and go all in on that and understand you're going to have weaknesses, but just kind of zero in on the focus and, and 
that's really what I've done with this build. Um, AOE pressure, AOE, AOE. Um, the, the most recent change I've made is that I've actually switched to the uh, damage version of the extended ritual. Um, you still get the cleanse, uh, and your allies can actually still use the synergy to heal themselves and cleanse. So I like the team synergy with it. Um, but basically, it switches from an AOE uh, hot to a actual AOE damage, and it's got an insane range. And so I can just throw that down, and it's, um, it's an ability that once the dot is on them, it ramps up the longer they're in there. And so I'll just run into a group, throw down that. Um, I do the, uh, the jabs, um, the solar barrage, and so it's just all of this AOE pressure that I'm just kind of throwing into an entire group um, Crescent Sweep, you know, another AOE, both Deadly Strikes and Dagon's Dominion are buffing all of those abilities that I just said. Um, the Swift Jewelry, so it's very speedy. Uh, it's got good survivability. I can kind of run in, throw all the a AOE mess down on the ground, um, still be defensive, get out of there if things go bad. Um, but I really like that I've kind of switched to this. It's, it's, I'm not trying to kind of secure kills with this build. It's more of just throw all the damage out there, uh, and just like you said, kind of figure out which one of the builds is kind of squishy, uh, and then you can kind of turn your focus to which one's kind of getting melted the most. Um, and mm -hmm. it's, you know, with any Templar, it's got good team synergy. I can throw heals out. Uh, you know, I've got Honor of the Dead on there, so I can throw out heals to teammates that need them. Uh, and I really like that. I've been really excited with that uh, other morph of the extended ritual. Um, just because it, it still gives me the uh, um, uh, the cleanse, uh, I can still remove the effects plus the teammate synergy with it, uh, and it's actually been surprisingly a lot of damage. I think when I run in there and throw it down on the ground, you know, when players are in the middle of the fight, they they don't really. It's such a massive area that it's, it's yeah. You have to completely relocate exactly. if you want to avoid it. It's so yeah. inconvenient to get out of the range of it that they just stay in it. And it's they one probably of those, assume it's not doing a ton of damage anyway, so whatever. It, exactly, and it's one of those abilities that every single tick on you, I think it ramps, uh, I want to say it's like 12%, it ramps up in damage every tick. Yeah, so. I, think it, I think it's quite a bit. Yeah, That's so, a good idea. So it just keeps climbing and climbing, and so I've, I've really... Especially for an Oaken Soul build, you know, you're, you're always looking for ways to add as much value as possible into a bar slot, so you have your cleanse and, and damage. It's really yep. nice. Yeah, it's worked out really, really well, and so I've actually been really excited with the results I've gotten on that build. Nice. Yeah, that's a great idea. I forgot that they added that ramping thing a while back, because I don't, I don't think that was always that way. No, I don't think it was, and it makes a difference. I mean, and, and with something, and once again, you know, I'm repeating myself, but with something this that size of that extended ritual is just massive and so people just mm -hmm. they, they're not going to re you know they're not going to run out of that when they're in the middle of fight yeah. and so it just you just see it's those ramping ticks start happening and it starts hitting pretty hard and even if they do run just throw it down yeah, again exactly you know? i'll just throw down another one it's it's yeah. very easy to hit people with that it's such a huge range nice man i might i might experiment with that that's a good idea they remorph mine i really like having that other one though it's it's a lot of healing it is a strong yeah. hot, but yeah, it's, it, it's, I, I really like that. That's how a Billy should be. Both morphs, very, very good morphs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, nice. Is that all you have for that one? That's it. All right. Uh, next one I have is Despair, my Argonian Magic and Necromancer. And right now I have this set up as a ranged bomber. 
Uh, shout out to Joral. He gave me the, the idea for this and made a couple of suggestions that really made it come together. Um, so, uh, yes, it does use dark convergence. It's, uh, I've tried a bunch <laughs> oh, of different boy. setups. And uh, <laughs> listen, if you're doing a bomber on a Necro, you, it, it's not possible without dark convergence. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah, to say. Absolutely. Um, honestly, dark convergence doesn't bother me nearly as much as it used to either. It has a, a kind of a... An okay long cooldown, you know, you really have to wait for it and plan around it, and it's not mm -hmm. everywhere, so when I do see it, it doesn't trigger dark, me or whatever. Dark Convergence has moved away from the from the Rush of Agony circle, you know. It's moved yeah. into the more accepted range. It doesn't break any CC rules or anything like that, so it's acceptable. It's a pain to deal with when someone is abusing it the way I have been, but <laughs> whatever. So... um like I said, these are all going to be uh, rapid fire, so I'm not going to uh, do a, a big deep dive on this build. But if you would like to hear a deep dive on this particular build, you should go to patreon.com slash scrolling podcast uh, and listen to the most recent Booncast. I, I talk about this build pretty in depth over there, um, but I'll give you the important details here. Um, so it is Dark Convergence as a double bar set, Wretched Vitality on the back bar with a resto staff. Uh, the non-perfected Black Rose Prison Lightning Staff on the front bar. Non-perfected. Non-perfected. <laughs> um, Gaze of Sithis, Mythic Helm, and One Piece, Vulcan Scoria. Um, it's all Divines, Bloodthirsty on the Jewelry. Um, it's an Argonian, Sugar Skulls for the food, Spell Power Potions. Uh, if I'm in a coordinated group, I will get rid of the Sithis and the One Piece Vulcan, and I'll do um, Baylorg, Two Pieces Baylorg Monster Set for those ultra juicy bombs with with the ultimate um but when i'm not with the group i feel like that makes me too squishy and i don't like the fact that baylorg does nothing when i don't have my ultimate because i still want to be effective when i'm uh when i when in in between ultimates so i also have this like sort of mini bomb that i can set off uh every about every four seconds of course uh dark convergence is only involved every 25 seconds but mm -hmm. you know you can still try in between yeah so the offensive abilities are Blast Bones, the Skeletal Arcanist, the Volcanic Rune from the Mages Guild, uh, the Elemental Ring from the uh, the Destro Staff, and the Colossus Ultimate. So those are all full, long-range, AoE, direct damage burst attacks. So they're, they're all in PvP. It's a 36-meter it's a range on all of those. So you can be far away from the danger and just drop these bombs on people, you know, from far away. Um... The uh, the volcanic rune that's the the mages guild ability. You throw this thing down on the ground and it has a a two second delay. Um, what's nice about that is it's a second it's a second delayed burst ability. So you have your blast bone that takes about three seconds. This thing takes two seconds. So you can line those two things up with other stuff really easily. Um, so and it hits pretty hard. It's like a 10k tooltip for me, and it stuns people when it hits as well. Um, the shock ring, that's the, the AOE burst attack from the Destro staff. It's the morph that you can cast on the ground rather than around your character. And it, you can cast it really far away. Um, the black rose Destro staff, the lightning staff, uh, reduces the cost and it makes it apply a really strong dot. So a lot of times I'll just get accidental kills from, from random dot ticks because that, that thing hits really hard. So the way the combo goes, if I do not have the ultimate, uh, I basically just make sure that the uh, the skeletal arcanist is active. I summon a blast bones. I throw the volcanic rune on the ground, which will proc dark convergence and pull everybody in. Uh, and then I spam two elemental rings on top of that. 
basically on that second elemental ring, uh, everything's going to line up then. Uh, that that uh, volcanic rune's going to blow up, your blast bones is going to hit, and that, you know, that elemental ring, and then your, um, your, your arcanist, of course, is doing his AoE thing every two seconds. Yeah. So if you add up all those tooltips, it's about 30k worth of damage, which is, you know, you can do that every four seconds. That's a pretty nice little mini bomb. And it's kind of like I was saying about Betsy. It's a pretty good squishy finder. You can just kind of be throwing this thing into into the groups over and over and over. And your teammates will figure out where the good target is. They'll just naturally start zeroing in on it. If I do have the ultimate, um, I just replace the uh, volcanic rune with the ultimate. So I, I summon a blast bones, drop the ult, spam the shock ring. That's all it is. And it's very, it's very necro. I feel like, like that's one of the best things about it. Like this is a true necromancer. It's a lot of necromancer abilities. Feels necromancer. Oh yeah, I'm using all the minions. I'm using yeah. the healing minion, the damage minion, the blast bones, the the ultimate. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's all this like AOE bombing thing, which is a uniquely necro thing. Yeah, and um, so like healing healing abilities. I'm using vigor, the spirit guardian, resistant flesh, the rest of ultimate. Uh, necrotic potency that's the one that you drain bodies and you get a crap ton of ultimate for that for that oh yeah it also gives you a really strong heal over time that's a really great ability and for for a build that's kind of focused on these ult bombs this thing gives you a ton of ultimate um and it's it's nice that it also gives you that heal over time so it's 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 really doing something for you in between those ults and you're dropping corpses left and right we're using all three minions and our armor buff drops a corpse as well so even if nobody's dying we're surrounded by corpses all the time. Yep. I think this is probably about the best thing you can do with a necromancer as far as like a battlegrounds team comp. Like what value are you bringing? A ranged AOE bomber with some off heals is probably the most value you can bring as a necromancer, I would say. So that's why I'm kind of sticking with this. This is going to be ne- uh, Despair's sort of a uh, direction going forward, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. Name still fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah, totally. So that's despair, Davis. What do you have next? Well, on the opposite side of, of bodies everywhere, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my Templar, my original. This is my OG character, Davius Starjumper. Um, he is full support. He actually doesn't do any damage, um, and this is really just my main support healer for BGs. Um, he's had this setup for a while, but it's still great. Um, as you said, this is the one that I took into the event uh, into Imperial City. Doing great. Um, the build is a uh, five-piece spell power cure, five-piece powerful assault, one-piece magma incarnate for some uh, sustain, oaken soul. Uh, I do seven divines, three infused jewelry with one recovery and two damage glyphs. And he really does. He just operates as uh, he's a main team heals. He does zero damage. His, I even have the the Sigic order light attack ability where his light attacks throw heals. Um, they've got the full Templar toolkit, honor the dead, extended ritual, um, for the powerful assault. I do the, the echo, uh, it's not echoing vigor. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, 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 it is echoing vigor. Uh, and that's one that throws it out to a strong hot to my team. So I'm just rotating through those. He's got good sustain, um, with that Oaken soul and being a Nord, uh, I have very good alt gen. And so I use that Templar healing ult, which is just crazy and now that you can move with it it is a very very strong heal alt uh, i think it's like i think my tooltip on it's like fourteen thousand heals per second for eight seconds for everybody um God, so it's and it's, it's pretty cheap too isn't it yeah isn't it like it's like 100 it's pretty cheap it's, it's like 120 ult uh, and so i get it pretty yeah. often 
like Dawnbreaker. Yeah. And uh, and then the, kind of the last sweet spot on this build is is and and you're the one that talked me into this. It's worked out perfectly. I actually made him a vampire, um, so I do the you know the phase three. I don't know if that uh, stage three. Stage three. Thank you. Couldn't <laughs> yeah. think of couldn't think of the word stage there, but yeah. So yeah, stage yeah. three uh, for the tankiness, and then I have misform on there. Is that kind of a last ability? Uh, I saw and, you crutch under that misform. Oh man, with misform <laughs> on here, and with these strong heels, and and. He's got this tankiness because, you know, and then just going back to the main purpose, you know, with that spell power cure, the powerful assault, he's given everybody on the team 737 weapon of spell damage before buffs. Uh, I'm giving that to myself as well. So it, it, it buffs my heals. And so really fun yeah. build, just, just strong heals, you know, full team buffs, making everybody hit harder. Um, it's, it's a really fun build that works really well. I like pairing that dude up with like my Sork because my Sork is fully selfish. The only thing it does mm-hmm. is kill things. So, and the only thing that build does is heal things. So they're a perfect <laughs> match. Perfect <laughs> duo. Perfect duo. Nice. Um, my next build is also a pure healer. Aunt Lola, my warden. She is my one bar healer. Um, and uh, I actually really like this build. I've put this up against some really sweaty teams and she gets the job done. The heals are there, I think. Um, pretty standard build. It's Mara's Balm, Rallying Cry, Oaken Soul, One Piece Magma, using the Atronach Mundus, uh, Swift Jewelry. You could use Protective. I like Swift. She's a Breton. Uh, the bar is Budding Seeds, Healing Springs, Polar Wind. Oh my gosh, that's a, <laughs> Polar Wind is Oof, so good. So good. Uh, Shimmering Shield, the Deceptive Predator, the Run Fast Wings, uh, and the Healing Thicket Ultimate. Um, just, I feel like a perfect healing bar, man. Between Budding Seeds, Healing Springs, and Polar Wind, you have these, like, three AoEs that if anybody is in that vicinity, dude, they're just not dying. You're just not going <laughs> to die. Uh, Shimmering Shield, when, when someone hits that, you get um, major heroism. You already have minor heroism from Oaken Soul, and those trees only cost 90 ultimate, so they're ready anytime. Anytime you need them, they're ready to go. Um, the deceptive predator gives you that speed, the, the snare removal, uh, also uh, minor evasion. Yeah. I can't say enough, enough good things about this build. It's super simple, very sh- straightforward. Like your only job is to heal and, and not die, nothing else. And you just stay on this one bar. You never have to recast any buffs or anything. Just watch those health bars and keep them full. And it's just such strong heals, like so many yeah. strong, strong heals. Yeah. I love pairing. I really like it. Great, uh, partner to pair with. Yeah, and it's fun. You already know this because of your of your build that you just talked about. But it's fun to have like no other option than to heal. That's the mm-hmm. only th- the only thing I have. So like if I don't know if I'm getting attacked or focused or whatever, it's like well I'll just out heal it. I guess you know that's the only, <laughs> the yep. only thing you can do. Yep, it's uh, kind of fun in its own way. Yeah, and I really like what it does for a team too because there's so many times that that you'll be you know you'll have a healer, but they're you know, they, they have damage and they may be focusing on a fight. And so other teammates, you know, may need that heal, but they're caught up in a fight. And so it's, I, I really like the idea that it's like, nope, like you're not, I'm not getting caught up in a fight. Like if you're in a fight, I'm healing you. That's where the focus is going to be. I want to make a build like your, um, your our Templar healer Oaken build that you just talked about, except mm-hmm. I just, I want that same build, but I want the beam on there. Just like pure heals plus beam. That plus the beam. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Old, old Davis, you, I'll tell you what you do it is you would take off the Sigic Order ability for the light attack heals and then throw the beam and then you're set. But Old Davis, done. he yeah. doesn't do damage. He doesn't mind watching people die, 
but he doesn't do the damage himself. Trade the happy <laughs> beam for the mean beam. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be, and you'd have like crazy damage. So that thing would hit hard, actually. That actually you're, you're giving would yourself be, like seven hundred something. Mm, that dude, would be that would be crazy good. I may just straight up copy paste that build. That copy and paste it. Swap out that one ability, and you are set. All right. I'm gonna think about that. Uh, okay, your next uh, character. What do you have? I got Thane of Pain. This is my uh, Sam Sork. That's my version of it. Just took the Sam Sork, made it a one-bar build, threw Oaken Soul on there. Um, uh, it's it's five-piece Briarheart, five-piece Kavash Gladiator, one-piece Magma Incarnate uh, with the Oaken Soul. I do six Divines with one reinforced on the chest. Uh, and then kind of as my usual, I do the one infused recovery jewelry with two Bloodthirsty with the damage glyph. Uh, and really, I mean, what can I say? This is just the one bar Sam Sork. Uh, you get a heck of a lot of kills. Frag, Curse, and Fury. Uh, you have to have those on the bar. Overload, overload for the ult. Uh, and I actually recently switched to the, the Sork Bird Pit for heals. And it's just, oh my it's gosh. Good. It's, the, it's such a ridiculously good one bar build. It, I really will say this, like, Uncle Sam has invented the Sam Sork. If you're, if anybody out there, if you're scared to go into BGs, if you're new to BGs, make yourself a Sam Sork. Run into the BGs. I promise it's going to work out well. Uh, and I would even recommend recommend kind of doing this one bar because it's it's easier to do than Sam's, you know, yours or Sam's regular uh, Sam Sork build. Um, it just gets results. Very good. Uh, good mobility. You can stay alive. Those those bird pet heels are so strong, and you it just really is our like automatic. Like if anyone's like, hey, thinking about checking out BGs for the first time, anyone recommend a build? I have Sam's exact build saved in the build editor, <laughs> and I just I just give them the link. Here, Here it, it is. is. Do it. Have fun, buddy. It's you're gonna you're gonna love BGs. It's gonna let work us see out those great. screenings. Yeah. Uh, and so I actually just kind of invested a lot in this build and kind of cleaning up all of the the tra armor traits and getting everything right. And the results were just immediate. Uh, still great. Still works really well. Uh, the bird pet just took it to the next level because now it's just tankier ever. And, and it's doing some team support heals. Um, it's, it's been working fantastic. Nice. The last build I have to talk about is Bobby Bobango, my one bar bow crow. Uh, this is a really fun little build. It's Swamp Raider, Morog Tongue, Oaken Soul, and One Piece Magma. Uh, Steed Mundus, Bloodthirsty Jewelry. He's a wood elf. He's using the jewels of Misrule food, Tristat potions. His bar is Blast Bones, Magnum Shot, Venom Skull, Resolving Vigor, Resistant Flesh, and the Toxic Barrage Ultimate. So aside from Magnum Shot, that's just for the stun. Aside from that, everything is poison and disease damage. So both Swamp Raider and Morog Tong applies to it all. It's a bunch of damage. Uh, that Venom Skull is, uh, is about to get buffed pretty considerably. I'm looking forward to that. It's already pretty good. I know a lot of people kind of like to talk trash about Venom Skull. It's not as bad as they say. Trust me, especially with a, <laughs> with an all-poison build. Basically, the only other option is Snipe. So it's either that or Venom Skull for a ranged poison-based build. And I like Venom Skull better just because it's an instant cast. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of, I kind of think of it similar to your Bear Claw bow build, your Warden, where it's yeah. just, it's a surprisingly well-rounded build for just one bar. I have a pretty strong offense. I got plenty of kills on this dude. He has very good survivability. He can even heal his teammates if he needs to with resistant flesh. He's got the speed with the bow. Um, it's just, he kind of has the full package. I don't need a back bar. So pretty cool. 
Yeah, works out well. Um, all right, that's my last one. And then your last one, Davius, what do you got? My last one, Chief of Grief, and this is also my bow crow. Uh, uh, same thing, you know, very similar. Um, you know, I will have to say this is my ranged bow build. It's a five-piece Swamp Raider, five-piece Plague Break, uh, one-piece Trainee, and uh, once again, Oaken Soul. Uh, seven well-fitted, three swift on the jewelry with three damage glyphs. Um, and with the Plague Break, this kind of operates as my bomb build if you will it's not really a bomb build but you know with you know plague break is has has that tendency it's a good imperial city type build if you've got plague break on a build so uh it kind of operates that you know and it works in bg's great uh very speedy bow crow good damage um you know the both those sets work really well and and it's really speedy tanky just in the sense that it's it's running around really good range um, and then I actually alternate on the alt. I either do the toxic barrage, which is kind of if I, you know, we don't have to talk about that, but that, that's almost a kill secure, very good mm -hmm. alt, nearly um, guaranteed kill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or I alt, you know, I do the the uh, the colossus uh, necro alt. Oh yeah. Uh, and both of those uh, getting buffed by that swamp raider, so they they alternate real well. It just kind of depends on if I want to go more bomb focused. Or if I want to go more kind of single target focus, but uh, really good build, honestly. It, it, this build, I, I hop on every now and then, and it's kind of it, it. You know, we've we've talked about all these different builds, and we've gone through all these really good setups. This is the one for me, and I know you've got a couple like this too. This is the one for me that I kind of forget about, and then I hop on. I'm like, wow, this build works really well. Like it gets good mm -hmm. results. And then I put it back on the shelf and then I forget about it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. it, it's kind of how my bow crow is too. Yeah. I, I kind of forget about him, but then I jump on like, man, this is fun. This works out really well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, very, very good. Kind of just all around uh, good build. There you go, man. We have a whole bunch of builds locked and loaded, ready to go for the new patch. Uh, feeling really good about all of those. Um, so I don't have a dragon knight that I'm like, 100% stoked on. I do have one that I'm like 95% stoked on. That's I'm close. I'm not going to talk about it yet, but it's in the works. We'll talk about it later. I also have plans to turn my other Templar, Butch Mahoney, into a ranged Stamplar. Okay. I have kind of a, I have an idea that I'm, okay. that I'm messing with. Uh, and then, of course, I'm going to be making an Arcanist here pretty soon as well. Mm -hmm. Those are my build plans for the near future or for the, you know, the next, maybe over the next sure. couple of months. Sure. What do you think? What what are your build plans, Davius? I would say my my next build plan is you know I've talked about this. God, we got this has got to be a record now. It's probably been twenty five <laughs> episodes. I have a mag DK that I'm leveling <laughs> up. Don't you worry, he's okay. level he's All leveling right. up by the day. Sure, just, sure, just yeah. gaining that experience. When's the last time you mentioned that character on the podcast? It's been ages. Uh, I bet it has been twenty twenty five episodes ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I I have actually. Kind of come up with a plan that I think would be pretty cool build uh, for a mag DK. I want to do uh, the banner ult, uh, and then basically the idea I've kind of put together is is kind of uh, AOE pressure. But I want to do that banner ult with an oaken soul. But I also want to use the chain ability to pull people into the banner. Um, oh, nice! And, and so like root them with talons in there, yep, maybe. Yep. So yep. pull them in, root them. Uh, talons fossilize. Uh, oh, and uh, use the ash cloud to s snare them as well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Dude, so yeah. it's it's going to be all about just kind of throwing that banner down and then just pulling them shifting. in. Yep. 
The shifting standard? Yeah, yep. dude, that sounds trolly. Yeah, awesome. and then just pulling people in and making them stuck in that and, and just kind of letting that, that damage hit them while my teams kind of finish them off. So I, I really like the idea of the build. I haven't put it all together yet, but I do think that it's gaining some momentum where I, I will finish leveling that character. Uh, and then the other character that I'm actually, um, this is actually a character I don't have yet, but I've, I've really become interested in, in doing a, um, a magical warden. Uh, putting together nice. a Magden support build. Uh, you'll like it. I know fun. you'll love it. Yeah, I think it uh, such a good toolkit. I think it's going to be pretty good. And honestly, when it comes to the Arcanist, I think I'm going to wait. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to go right outside the gates. I think I'm going to kind of wait, uh, see how things go with Arcanist. And I might I might start mine a little bit late, but we'll have one, obviously, of course. But yeah. Yeah, I'll have one right away, but I'm not going to level it up super fast. I'm going to just play the story and stuff. And yeah, kind of figure the build out. That's kind of my strategy, too, I would say, is that I'm not in a rush to get one maxed out and thrown into BG. I kind of want to learn the character and figure it out a little bit. And, and I don't want to rush a build with it. Like, I don't want to just put a build together. That's You know, I kind of want to figure out, all right, what what unique stylized theme build can I put together with this class? Yeah, and I want to play around with abilities that I'll ultimately not even end up using. You Absolutely. Know? Like, Absolutely. If I just kind of if I if I kind of just beeline to a build, I'll I'll be ignoring a lot of the class, and I don't know. There'll be a lot of stuff that I'm just kind of not aware of. So it's nice when you like just gradually level up while you're playing quests and stuff, because it's like, well, I have this ability now. This is the only healing ability I have, I guess. So I'll use that. You know? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, we have some emails. Guess what? I didn't. I didn't even have to like bribe people this time. They just. They just sent them in of their own accord. Oh man, pretty cool. Scrollingpodcast at gmail dot com. If you'd like to send us an email, first one comes from Grizzly Con. Shout out to Grizzly Con. Shout out Grizzly Con. Gotta say, it. we're getting screenshots here. Oh my gosh, King Nar with a thirty eight and O on a Sork. Uncle Sam with a thirty and one. On the same team, what's what's up with that death, Sam? Yeah, what's the deal with that one? You want to talk about what that? Hap- or? What happened? Uh, what happened there, man? A little slip up there, huh? Brendan <laughs> says, "Get better, Sam." <laughs> but uh, Kingnar, nice one, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, great job, King. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Grizzly Khan says. Um, if you had to design a PvP-specific mythic, one that included while Battle Spirit is active in the tooltip, like Rallying Cry, what would that look like? Davis, what do you think? You know, I've, I've, I feel like I've even mentioned this one in the past, but uh, my, my go-to mythic would be I want something that basically is the three-piece potentates set, but just in one mythic item. Just, a, just condense that into one? Just condense it into one item, a 15%. Ult cost reduction. You think that would need a penalty of any kind? Or I, I think that if it's just the alt reduction, I don't think it needs a penalty. I think if you had some fun with it where it was 15% alt reduction and then throw like a minor heroism, then I think you're getting into uh, you know, the realm of all right, what's gonna be the negative to this? But Take I think away just, your sustain maybe or something. Yeah. I, I think if it was just a one piece fifteen percent cost reduction on old, I, I don't think that's very broken. I think that is pretty uh I think a lot of I don't think anybody, you know, it's not gonna be like a really heavy used one, but I think there's a lot of builds. Um you you pair that with potentates, uh, and I feel like you could do some fun stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're all about those alt-gen builds. Oh, man. Love me some alt-gen builds. Love it. What about you? What, what do you think? I kind of had a hard time thinking of one. It kind of made me realize how hard it is that these people have, how hard of a job these people have to think of new sets all the time, you know? But um, I would like to have something that is like, just makes my build, just kind of plugs in all the missing pieces, like the, um, like like a bunch of buffs that I would consider not totally essential, but they're really nice to have, like uh, Major Evasion, uh, Minor Expedition, um, all three of the major recovery buffs, so that would let me use cheap potions. That would be cool. Maybe throw some max stats in there, just kind of something that just sort of, you know, fills in those gaps in a build that's just kind of some convenient things to have, uh, that that way I can I can get rid of some bar, you know, free up some bar space with other things, it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, that's really all I could come up with. I can't, <laughs> that's a pretty boring one. I feel like, <laughs> like <laughs> you just want your max stats. You're like, just give me, yeah. just give me stats. That's all I want. Um, uh, next email comes from Taggard. Shout out to Taggard. He says, hi, Ket and Davius. How viable is Oaken Soul slash single bar for competitive PVP? And does any class in particular stand out with this mythic? And finally, what is your favorite class to play single bar? All of the above. <laughs> uh, yeah yes to i mean davius's entire build roster would suggest that yes yeah. indeed uh, there was can, a there was a similar theme when i was running through those builds for sure yeah totally 100 percent viable uh you just you just gotta focus your build you know uh you gotta like like old betsy is a is a two-bar build right and she's super well-rounded and she has offense and she has group support and all that stuff you, you shouldn't really try to do that with an Oaken Soul no. build. You need to be a healer or you yes. need to be a damage dealer. If it's just a happy accident that you can heal somebody else with your healing ability, that's that's great, you know, but otherwise don't go out of your way to try to, to be everything. Yeah. Um, but as long as you do that, then yeah, you can you can make some excellent builds with Oaken Soul. And some of them uh, could even be considered superior to the two-bar version, depending on what your goals are. Yeah, I would I would definitely say there's way to ways to make it uh where you can be competitive in PVP. Uh, and it's just like you said, you just really you just got to focus in the build. Decide what you want the build to do and just go all in on that and just know that without that back bar, you're going to have you're going to be lacking in some areas. You can't do it all, but just go all in and zero in on on kind of what your focus is and and you can really you can really make some competitive builds. And I would say the the best class to me is Warden. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, uh, other classes can work well also, but Wardens, they just have so many things packed into so many abilities. It's going to be easy to get a bar set up you're happy with and, and, and have a very complete build on your hands. Yeah, I, I kind of have two answers for this. The Warden is the most complete toolkit for a one-bar build just because, like you said, they have everything. But my other half of this answer would be the Sam Sork. The Sam Sork one bar build, I think, is is you can take that thing into BGs and you're going to rack up some pretty crazy kills. Yeah. Kill secure, you're gonna get the executes and you're gonna have good strong heals with that with that pet sork. So I think that can work really well as well. But one of those two, you're gonna be in good shape. Tagger, the person who sent this email, is in the chat right now. He said he's been loving Ukensol on his Nightblade, but he doesn't have a lot of experience to compare it to. I know when Oakensoul first came out, Nightblades were eating that thing up. They were loving mm-hmm. it with that uh that the major uh, heroism. The well the, the major heroism and the major force also mm-hmm. with their guaranteed crit out of stealth. Um 
But yeah, yeah, it's excellent. It's an excellent, uh, excellent item. I, I'm really, I'm actually, it's one of those things that um, I was, I was annoyed with this mythic when it first entered the game because it was just overpowered, obviously. But yeah, it's kind of perfect now, and it's a really great addition to the game. I really like it a lot. I, I, I mean, in you know, I, obviously, I don't really have to sell myself too much on it. I just listed seven builds or six builds with the Oaken Soul, but um, I, I mean, I love it. I, it's one of those things for me that that. You know, I I'm limited as a player. I'm, I would say I'm pretty limited on how much time I can dedicate dedicate to the game, and so it it's yeah, a perfect... really prioritize, dude. <laughs> yeah, I your know. family. <laughs> it's good. I know. I got I got to re reorganize this list, but um, this has been the perfect piece for me that that still lets me get in and, and I would say high level competitive PvP without. You know, it, it it's going to cap. Like, there's there's definitely two bar builds that are going to be better than open soul builds, um, but it still allows me to, with my limited time play, still kind of get a, a feel for the builds where I can compete kind of at a high level of PvP. So, I would say that you know it's lower ceiling, but but um, what's the saying I'm looking for there? Higher, yeah, higher floor, lower ceiling. Yes, totally. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. And I I think that's I think that's probably what they had in mind when they designed this. And it works perfectly for me in that. Last email comes from Wacky Sedge. Wacky Sedge. <laughs> Wacky Sedge says, says, Hi guys, I've casually enjoyed mostly sucking at PvP for a long time. Your podcast has given me a ton of insights that's made me start to think about trying to break a light sweat. Uh, I recently golded my first dedicated PvP gear after hoarding mats for years. Uh, I also wasted a truly upsetting amount of gold mats doing so because I accidentally switched to the wrong ah, build beforehand. It's a toughie. That sucks. Uh, just a as a side note, just as a side note, I know you guys mostly dislike objectives, but I think it's a good way for new PvPers to dip in. I used to be scared shitless uh, and having bleep. some other bleepless. Uh, <laughs> And having some other focus besides killing and mostly dying helped take the edge off until I learned enough uh, to enjoy raw PvP. So, um, yeah, you say that, you know, we we mostly dislike objectives and, you know, we're not interested necessarily in playing the objective, but, uh, you know, no... Uh, What's the I don't I don't blame the people who do enjoy doing that one bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean I, I fully recognize that if I'm in a crazy king match and my teammates are running to the new flag the way they're supposed to, they're they're doing it right. Yeah. You know, I get that. Um I don't like it when they get mad at me for trying to go find fights, you know, because it's 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 an unfortunate situation that didn't exist in the past and it does now because of changes that were made in the game and it it sucks. You know, it really, it really sucks, but I don't blame them one bit uh, for wanting to play the game and I don't blame them for being frustrated, you know, and, and just like you're saying, yeah, there, a lot of them are new to PVP and they're trying to be successful in, in some way that they can. Uh, and I totally get that. It, it's unfortunate that the, the, the player base basically has been divided like this, uh, unnecessarily, I think. Yeah, I would just, I mean, I'd echo those same thoughts. I, I think that the, the struggle that we have, it has nothing to do against uh, players doing the objectives and having fun doing that. I mean, that they, they're in there doing what it's, what it's made to do and uh, having fun doing it. But uh, exactly what you said is that I think it's, especially with players that have played for a long time, like 
we used to be able to pick deathmatch every match. That was our favorite game mode. And so the closest thing that we can get to what we loved the most about this game is going into, um, you know, battlegrounds and, and still trying to make a deathmatch out of it. And I, I understand that that's, that can be frustrating for objective players because they're in there trying to do what they're doing. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's this unique situation that we're kind of, we've, we've been working through for a long time now. It's just, um, it's just kind of a struggle, yeah. but I I don't take anything away from the players going in there to play the objectives. Um, but it's just, you know, in a way we're trying to do the same thing. We're just trying to go into a, a battleground and, and play the way that the same objective that we used to love was, which was the death match. Yeah. And on the last episode we were saying like, man, it seems like a death match is popping up an awful lot here lately. Turns out that was a fluke because we're, we're back to like hardly ever getting death match. Yeah. I haven't seen last one couple a, of weeks. I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, maybe if one in three battlegrounds was a death match, I might be a little more willing to compromise, but like, all right, I'll focus the objective. Heck yeah, let's go team. Mm-hmm. You know, but if it's been like literally three days since I've had a death match, you know, like enough's enough. I want some, I want some fights. Dave. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I know people will say, well, go to Imperial city, go to Cyrodiil, but you've, you've heard our responses to that. That's not an alternative. I'm sorry. It's not, yeah. It's not the same at all. So, yeah, there you have it. Thank you for writing in, Wackasedge. Yeah, I like I like that uh, that uh, Wackasedge is getting into to PvP. That's awesome. I, well, you know, just as we said, make a Sam Sork. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't yet, if you're looking for a build, make a Sam Sork. Hit us up in the Discord. We'll give you the link. Uh, Davius, pick a favorite. Uh, I'm gonna go with Old Taggard. He hit that Oakensoul. We know how much I love that Oakensoul. Pulling those Oaken Soul strings. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Let's do another 250. That sounds good. Well, let's do it. Coming your way, Taggart. Next time I uh next time I log in, bud. We have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons. It is literally the best PvP guild in the game. Uh, and it also just so happens to be the best named guild on the PCNA server. It's also the official guild of the Scrolling Podcast. If you'd like to join Stoons Goons, uh, hit us up at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite. If your guild roster is full or if you're on a, on a different platform like PlayStation, uh, that's okay. You can come join the Discord. Uh, everyone in the Discord is a fully-fledged goon, uh, so any and all activities, um, you know, it's all aboard. Um, so scrollinpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to, if you'd like to join. If you would like to support the show, one easy thing you can do is open up the Apple Podcasts app and give us a star rating uh, and even better, a written review. Just makes it easier for people to find the show. If you'd like to go a step further than that and help us in a bigger way, you can go to patreon.com slash scrollinpodcast and receive Stoon's Boon for $3 a month. That gets you some extra Discord benefits, a guaranteed uh, individual shout out on every episode. Uh, you get access to the Booncast for some more ESO talk, uh, some videos and written guides, and the, the greatest gift of all, of course, is just knowing that you're helping the show. Believe it or not, we don't make money from this thing. We spend money to do this thing. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate any help uh, you'd be willing to, to give. Um, if you can't do Patreon right now, uh, just come hang out on the Discord. It doesn't cost anything to do that. We have an amazing community. Everybody is welcome. We'd love to have you. Scroll on podcast at gmail.com to get that invite.
Shout out to the chat. Who do we have? My goodness. Hold on. It was a full one tonight. Yeah, we had a full party. Let's see here. Shout out to Gary and KDMS, Kingnar, Slavka, Taggard, Uncle Sam, Crimson. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Um, also, shout out to Uncle Sam, Joral, Kingnar, KDMS, Slavka, Axolion, Taggard, Mother of Dragons, Crimson. Hope I'm not leaving anyone out. We've all just been playing together a lot here lately. It's been a lot of fun. You guys are, are, are always fun to hang out with. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the Elder Goons, the OGs. Thank you guys so much for being around for so long and being our friends. Um, and shout out to our Stoons Boon recipients, our Patreon supporters, Porkbody, Toadster, uh, Gummy Bear, GrizzlyCon, Thomas, Taggard, and Mother of Dragons. Thank you guys so much. Davis, anything else before we sign off? Just excited for this patch. Next, next episode, we're going to be talking about the new patch. Next episode, it's the new patch, and we'll be digging into that Arcanist. I'm excited. Yep. I'm super excited. It'll be fun. All righty. We will see you then. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Man, back when computers were computers, you know what I mean? Oh man, you you know computers like, ran on motor oil. Oh yeah, had little had Comp USA. How about you know Macintosh? No, let's see. There's Macintosh. That's when they were called Macintosh. What was some of the brands back then? Um, I, I there was a there was a Gateway with the Compact, cows. Compact Gateway. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We had some just. Totally off brand. I don't even remember. Yeah, I had one of those too. It's like a lion or a tiger. That's what a brand it was. A tiger? You ever see one of those? It's about the size I never of a saw tiger. One of those. Ours was just like three letters, you know, like CMW or what, you know, just, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't even know. Packard Bell. Oh, yeah. Packard Bell was it, right? Oh, man. That was like the one. That was the big one. While. That was the big brand. You had your IBMs. They all there. came in the lovable beige color. That was the only color offered. Yeah, why did that? Off, Probably just because, like, over the beige. I bet they chose that because, like, those things are in schools and, like, over the years with like kids putting their hands on them and stuff. I don't think the know, off white. I don't think the off colored beige held up well to grumminess. I mean, no, unless well. you just mean that it blended in because the whole thing after like five years looked grummy. It's all just yeah, one unified kinda... grumminess color. Why did they settle on that color? I wonder. Probably just that's just kind of how this is how it came out. So, you know, <laughs> Taggart. So when you're smoking next to them, they stay the same color in a school. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you're you're having your cigarette, your afternoon cigarette break as a fifth grader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes uh, sense. Taggart when got would, it. You know, there was still smoking in school when I was like in seventh grade. I feel like that was like the very end of it right yeah about there's when they stopped it yeah but but I, back I when it wasn't a big deal it was like oh smoking sure back when kids could be kids you know smoke <laughs> a cigarette <laughs> <laughs>